News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook and welcome to the show. I'm a wage slave. I clock into work for a certain number of hours every day and I'm paid in return for those hours. If I was to be fired unexpectedly, I'd be in big trouble. Get into an accident that means I can't work? Big trouble. Or in a few decades from now, when I want to retire, I'd currently be living hand-to-mouth. I don't have an income apart from my job, and my savings cushion is quite small. I'm not alone in this. Even if you're a good saver, don't be congratulating yourself too soon. Stashing it away in your bank account isn't enough. Interest rates are rock bottom, so you're probably barely keeping up with inflation. Dip into that account a couple of times, get hit with fees, and you could easily be going backwards. Over time and done right, the overwhelming consensus is that you need to invest. But just last week, many people will have had their fears confirmed when Auckland-based foreign exchange broker Forex Brokers collapsed. Then again, last week also saw mortgage company Brilliant Finance referred to the Financial Markets Authority. And I don't see anyone running away from the idea of buying a house. You just do your research and bring in expert help when you need to. It's like driving a car. You only needed to pay attention to the long weekend road toll to know it's a risky way to get around. But we spend the time learning to drive, buy the safest car we can, then just accept that life has a certain amount of risk. On balance, it's the better option. But if I've convinced you you need to take the investing leap, the next problem is where do you even start? Here's Investing for Rookies. Newstalk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by Brenda Ward, editor of Juno Investing Magazine. So what are the main types of investments that someone can look at? Well, I think probably the most obvious for most people would be KiwiSaver. It's um, a no-brainer of an investment because obviously your employer gives some of that money as well. Where else do you get an investment like that? Um, Mm. Then there's a stock market, of course. Probably most people are wise to start maybe with an investment fund where you don't have to have so much knowledge about uh, the share market. Then you have a, a manager who basically manages a portfolio on your behalf and you just buy a unit of that of that fund. Mm. What's the difference for the average person getting the outcome for uh, chucking their money into a savings account versus investing it into one of those those other options that we've talked about? Well, obviously, the um, putting it in the bank at the moment is not a great deal. Um, hmm. Worldwide, interest rates have dropped dramatically. So you're lucky if you're getting 4% on a term deposit. Uh, but if you if you do invest in the share market, if you're prepared for the kind of volatility that happens, you know, markets go up, markets go down, uh, then you probably will be getting a much better return. And if someone else is managing your money, that, that return will probably be better than if you took a punt yourself. Yes, I've got to say, I'm a real convert to the idea of the share market, and um, I'll try to bring other people over all the time and convert them with me. <laughs> and um, people will turn around and say to me, oh no, it's it's, it's really risky, uh, and there's no way I could touch that. And um, 
I also I took a walk around Wellington before uh, getting ready for this episode and I asked people about it. That was also the overwhelming response I got from Wellingtonians. Just a lot of uncertainty about it and I also, you know, I don't have much experience or I probably don't even know anyone who has much experience. Uh, it's something that I've thought about but I haven't actually, yeah, it's scary. Because we've got um, a family and a couple of mortgages so I'm not keen to um, lose money. <laughs> I think risk is probably the most important thing. I'd probably be a bit more conservative, I think. Uneducated, pretty much, on it. I mean, it's not necessarily risky by definition, right? There are cautious ways of getting into shares. Sure, there are, but I think probably most New Zealanders are regarding it with a wee bit of caution. After all, a lot of people saw the 1987 stock market crash. Uh, there was mm. the dot-com crash of the early 2000s. Um, and more recently, we've seen quite a lot of volatility, you know, Brexit, the markets dropped immediately. Trump, they went up, <laughs> full of surprises. So, um, so a lot of people are a bit nervous about putting their money there. But um, despite that, what you're basically doing is you're putting your money into a company, and if that company is sound and say for example if it's the sort of company you might have invested in and bought yourself if you had the money for it then that would be the way to approach a share market investment um, and then fund managers have a lot of extra information that we don't have access to uh, and also they have a very measured approach to how they purchase um, investments when they're, when they're buying shares. Yes, yeah. You uh, you talk a bit about fund managers there. There's also you can get a financial advisor to help you out. How do you find those people? How do you even begin on this? Well, I think probably going online is the best way to do it, to find someone that looks like they may suit your personal style. Um, a financial advisor would be my, my advice to start out with. Uh, you can also go and see your bank, but you have to remember that a bank is also selling products, so they may not be entirely independent. Uh, a financial mm. advisor will look at where you're at in your life, uh, your risk profile. Are you someone who likes to abseil? Are you someone who likes to lie on a beach and watch their investments very slowly increase in value? And with that in mind, they will prepare a portfolio for you that is best suited to your needs and your age and your stage. Yes, and I've got to say as well, for someone like myself, I'm uh, just coming up to 29. Uh, I've not been the best saver in the past, so I don't have a huge amount of money when it comes to this. Even with that said, people in my sort of position, even people with maybe a, a couple of thousand dollars, you can do this, right? True, you can. Um, obviously, um, I'm, I don't, I'm not a, a financial advisor, so I don't know what your personal situation was. But if you had $2,000 and you did want to perhaps um, step into the share market area, uh, there's some easy ways of doing that. Uh, you could go online and look at the index funds. So they're based on um, kind of a, a group of different um, stocks, which will cover quite a wide range of diversification. Uh, you can go to the New Zealand Stock Exchange Smart Shares. So they offer a range of uh, ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds. Um, so they trade just like ordinary shares, but you get diversification of an index tracking ref tracking fund. Mm, now, this is that's something I'm going to dedicate a whole episode to at some point because I think that those funds are totally underrated. Um, but can you give us a quick breakdown of, you know, we talk about diversification and that's making sure that you don't put all your money into one company because that is risky. True. Um, but when we talk about these, these funds and diversification, what does that mean when people are investing in this? 
Well, a diversification will allow you to have a broad range of investments. So if one were to tank, then one hopes that the other one will survive. So at times when, like we are perhaps at the moment when it's quite a volatile market, a lot of people are investing in bonds. So they're very safe. Um, it's kind of like an IOU to a company like, say, the say the Auckland Council or the Christchurch earthquake bonds. They're usually very solid. They don't return a lot, but you, know, you can hang on and know that they'll be okay um, should the share market suddenly go up and down. Um, and then if you want to be a little riskier, you can move into um, and obviously into the shock, shock market. And uh, there are some growth funds out there that deliver quite good returns, but you have to be a kind of person that doesn't mind when, you, when your portfolio goes down a little bit. You have to look at it and go, well, I'm here for the long term. Mm, yes, exactly. And of course, uh, for all of my encouraging people and trying to convert people into jumping into this, um, as, as we've kind of mentioned here, you can definitely still get burned. So what are some warning signs people can look for? What are some common things that they should be checking? I think the old the old standard rings true. If it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So I'd be wary of promised returns of, say, 20% or more, or fast returns. Um, most investments um, operate slowly um, and gradually and build up that way. Uh, if there's any pressure from the person who's trying to sell you um, an investment, um, then maybe step away. Um, people that come to you and say, well, I've got some insider information, I think you should be investing in this. Um, and approaches from strangers, they're pretty much always a scam. So um, just be wary of, there's a few little phrases, you know, this investment's for the wealthy, but I'm able to open it to you on this occasion. All those kind of selling propositions, I'd be very wary of those. And of course, if you are working with someone, right, they should be able to help you spot those problems as well. True, yeah. And a financial advisor will be um, an independent person. You can run by them any opportunities you have and say, well, I have had this option. It looks like it's a really great deal. And they'll go through those with you and explain them. How does a financial advisor work? I mean, are they going to be truly independent and are they going to cost people money when they maybe want to keep all of that for their investments? Uh, truly they do, most often. They will cost you money either by a flat upfront fee, which some people prefer because they feel that's entirely independent, and also uh, they also get commissions on products that they sell you, um, but obviously they, they want you to earn more money so they get more and more commission so and from that point of view they're unlikely to give you bad advice um, and also so what they'll do is they'll look at you and they'll break down your debts and your um, and the amount of money that you have to invest they'll look at your age are you close to retirement are you young with lots of years to recover if things go bad and then they'll design a portfolio that's especially for you that takes into account diversification so that you've got a wide range of investments and they'll sort of set you on track. I also think that perhaps they motivate you better because they'll give you a little plan where you're aiming where your goals are and it's a lot easier to save and to, um, and to invest wisely when you have kind of a plan in the back of your mind. Mm. What I also love is the idea of having a bit of a play with the training wheels still on. Um, and this is virtual trading. Um, so there's, there's a New Zealand version that's virtualtrading.nzx.com. And then you also put me onto investopedia.com, which has a stock simulator. Yes. And uh, for those listening, I will put those links into the uh, written article that goes along with this podcast. Um, what do you think? Is that a good way for people to build up 
their confidence? Absolutely. Um, it's a good way to try and you, you're not losing anything. You're just having a bit of a play with a simulator. The Investopedia sim- simulator starts you out with 100000 US dollars. So... Um, you could lose the lot if you invest unwisely, but you've got the opportunity to have a play around before you actually play with real money that will, will be lost from your pocket forever. Mm. All right. Well, fabulous. Well, I, I hope that people do go and have a play on those and then come back and tell me if it was any use. Uh, I'm on Facebook at Francis Cook Journalist and Twitter at Francis Cook. Uh, that is all we've got time for. I could keep talking for ages, but until next week, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.